So it's kind of hard to start at the beginning because the beginning now seems so long ago back in February when all this started. I guess it actually started in October of last year internationally. Um, it hit us about February uh, in the United States, I would say. That's when we began our first lockdown, uh, our first um, uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, treasury checks and what have you, and lockdowns and not being able to work and not being able to contribute unless we were necessity. Uh, it made us question our necessity to society in a way which is, is is also a moral standard i i would say um i question it myself i won't lie i did lock myself away which now i feel ashamed of um but maybe my turn in luck probably began back in february um I went through lockdown, I had some physical ailments that were keeping me from taking such good care of my home and my pets that made me question my ability to be able to do that on my own and I reached out for help to someone who was supposed to be of authority to be able to offer that kind of help unto me who did not speak to me for then for four months um, and showed up armed with a camera to take pictures of what had actually happened over the course of those four months of not having any of the kind of help that I needed from society or, or from family um, to be able to do that. I would say that's quite a predicament and quite embarrassing. Um, but I will say that throughout it all, I was able to live myself. I was still able to share myself and what had happened, um, on a human level of that I wasn't so bothered by what had happened to me because I lived in the truth of what had actually happened to me during that time. Um, and I was unafraid to share that with others. I had others say they had never seen anybody so affected by COVID-19. Um, I had a couple medical injections that went very badly. Uh, one put me in the hospital. Um, I had a heart episode, which I would say was probably a coronary episode. Um, I couldn't breathe. I was shaking. I started a seizure at the hospital. Um, something came over me at that hospital. I do go to a Catholic hospital, um, which is a hospital of God. Um, and I did feel something came over me and suppressed that seizure and suppressed that reaction. They did put a, a an allergy bracelet on me. Um, at that time, and there wasn't much anybody could do about it being that it was a one-month uh, sustained release injectable, um, which no one can actually clear from your body because it's going to be in there for a month. There's nothing they could do. Uh, the doctor looked at me with tears in his eyes 
um, and one was, was one of the first doctors that expressed to me that these injections were meant to do more than what they were supposedly said and intended to. Um, I did return home and I did recover from that. Um, I had another injection following that. Um, my entire arm that I had that injection in became so excruciatingly painful that I cried out and screamed for two days. Um, I could barely move it. Uh, there was more to be said to that injection than, than was made available to anybody. Um, it caused a coronary problem for me. Um, I became uh, uh, arrhythmic and uh, hypertensive, and I began to have uh, an arrhythmia with my, my with my with my coronary rhythm, um, which lasted me for months, and also put me in fear of getting this injection once again. Um, at which time my mother felt the need to sign me into rather not, uh, ooh, a hospital that followed standards or what have you that put me on a heart medication for, uh, heart failure and then put me right back on the same injection that I had taken before within five days of this injection, which is the perfect, perfect incubation time for COVID-19 is five to seven days if you're not aware. Um, I developed a COVID-19 infection. It tested false negative, um, but it tested false negative, but it was recorded that it did have the CDC definitions of an active COVID-19 infection. So I was admitted to the hospital. I was taken extremely good care of at the Catholic Hospital of St. Joseph uh, for three days. And then I was released. Um, I came home. My mother would not feed me after that injection. I had no choice but to go out uh, infectious to gather food items for myself, um, which I went to a, a food distribution center here in the town that I live in. Um, I was very, 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 very surprised when I got home. I carried in a huge heavy box. I had no idea what was in it. Uh, when I opened it up, it was a fruit that I had never seen before or had tried prior to my 43 years myself. Um, it seemed to be a plum. Uh, I know plums are sacred in biblical text. Um, I don't know, but I do remember that I... I was trying to survive here at home. I had a nebulizer here at home for a month after three weeks of infection. Um, I, I remember times where I couldn't even cut up the plum by myself. I couldn't even take it to be cut up to even feed myself properly during the infection. Um, but if I hadn't had readily available fruit made available to me by this uh, food bank that I had gathered this from, I 
don't think that I would have survived nutritionally. Uh, this infection, I did go back in. I got out on, I went in. My infection hit on, I had my injection on the 13th. My sickness began on the 18th, five days later. Um, within 48 hours, within 24 hours, I had to go be tested. By, I had COVID-19 symptoms. I had to be tested by COVID-19. Um, I was quarantined to my home. And then within 24 hours, I went into St. Joseph Hospital with coronary and uh, pulmonary uh, failure, pretty much, uh, detrimental to my health. Um, I almost stayed at home. I won't lie, I had taken up drinking, and I was going to drink and just stay at home, but one of my little kitty cats started freaking out, and it told me that basically I better go get help, or I wasn't probably going to make it. They admitted me for three days. I did very, very well, and they took very, very good care of me at the hospital, regardless of what I went in for, with the drinking and what have you. Um... I came home and I got on my nebulizer, which they let me get through home medical. Um, I had to nebulize for a whole month after treatment. Um, I do believe I had a false negative infection. I don't think they tell us much about the false negative infections, but I do believe they are, are one of the worst forms of the COVID-19 infections. Um, that's why the test is a false negative. They were designed to be that way. Um, I nebulized for quite a while. Um, I don't know that I made it through it all the way. Every time that I've been through this, I do know that I passed out four times in one breathing treatment, which only lasts about five minutes, perhaps. Um, just kind of passed out and woke up back through. I do remember uh, writing in my Facebook that I did have um, angels with me. If you notice one of my previous uh, Facebook um, posts, you will notice that there's very brilliant white light by the left side of my face. Um, there was there was no there was no lighting or no no bulb or no anything to indicate anything like that. Um, being beside me, and, and I did dictate that I had a, a ministry of angels for three days while I was at St. Joseph Hospital. Um, I had a very special bracelet on that my sister gave me. It was given to me after um, I took care of her for a year and a half and her, my nephew. Um, I'm on benefits. Um, I reside on benefits. They're not very lucrative. Um, they're very substandard. Um, I bought her groceries. I would cook for her. I would cook for my nephew. Um, I felt that was the best thing to do and the most important thing to do. So the bracelet came to me under standards that were um, very holy and and very meaningful and, and very appreciative for for what I contributed to helping other people. And I considered this bracelet only. And I had worn it into the hospital when I had this COVID-19 infection. Um, I think it reached out to things beyond. 
um, this place and and it drew attention and it and that bright light beside my face it kind of shows what was there with me while I was there um life is not perfect everybody's not going to be perfect we're always not going to follow the perfect pattern but there are things that we can do and things that we do do during life that that set us apart from the standard and set us apart from the mediocre and and bring light into places where light need to be brought um I want, I came back home and I wasn't doing so well. I tried the nebulizer treatment some. I still was not conquering what I was going through very well. It was very touch and go. And uh, three weeks later on the 3rd of October, it says they admitted me again, but I did not admit. What I do remember is um, starting to seizure and moaning a lot at the hospital. And I believe they were very close to calling my next of kin. And all of a sudden, I ripped off the oxygen mask. And my lungs opened up in a way that they were not open before, which was causing me so much distress. And I ripped out my IV and I ripped off the leads from my chest and I got myself dressed and I drove home and I cleaned my whole apartment and just, I was, I was near the brinks of death and I totally turned into something else and just a heartbeat. Um... I've never done anything like that before. I wouldn't recommend doing anything like that. Uh, but something came and it helped me. And it made me realize that the battle that we're going through right now with this COVID-19. And, and you know, when they take um, these these tests through nasal appendage you know nasal drippings and and throat drippings they're they're swabbing your mouth and they're swabbing your nose those are dna testings so this is a dna testing for everybody this is why people are doing this um i remember the last one that i had where i said i i felt i almost passed away and i walked out in a way that is unbelievable um, I had a bloody nasal swabble, so, um, it was quite detrimental to my health at that point in time, um, and for me to overcome that, I am not aware of how that happened, um, but I do believe this has spiritual basis. I took up after recovering, I recovered from this infection, um, it started around the 18th of September and it ended around the 15th of October. Um, I started traveling with no gas money. I have a hybrid vehicle. Um, my hybrid vehicle, it, it, it got me where I was going with no gas in my tank, just purely on the battery. I did rely on, on service for gas service when it ran out a few times um I don't know if what was with me did not feel unsafe at those point in times but it did restart up and I did make it back home um that is also on my Facebook um 
It is so hard to explain, but I do believe that what is happening right now is much more spiritual than it is physical. Um, I do believe it is a test of God to see uh, what churches. So I started traveling. Let's go back a little. I started traveling, and I just started traveling to churches, and many, many, many churches that I went to. Um, I was grateful and loyal to the Catholic churches because they had saved my life from from a false negative COVID-19 infection. Um, I started traveling to these churches um, and telling them my story. At first, I, I let my phone play my story, but then I, I picked up within 24 to 48 hours uh, how to write my own story, even without internet, um, of what had happened to me and how to explain it in basic terms. Um, I started praying, and if these churches weren't open because they were in fear of COVID-19, which I know a lot about the last day says that a lot of the churches will be closed because they will live in fear of what is happening, um, I began to just pray at their door. I would pray at their doors. I wouldn't leave. I didn't give up. Um, I still prayed at their doors because I believe that all ground that churches are, all grounds that churches are grounded on are holy ground. Um, so it doesn't matter if you pray at their doors or if you leave tokens or if you leave roses or if you leave anything of meaning on the property. These churches, that is holy ground. That is not hollow ground. That is holy ground. So I began traveling to these churches, many, many churches. I've been to like 20 or more churches. I even traveled into Chicago on itself, which is probably one of the last places you want to go into and pray to churches and sought their churches out and prayed with all my heart to them for what I had been through and what I experienced and what I had recovered from, from experiencing a COVID-19 infection. Um, you know, to have a COVID-19 infection perfectly incubated after a medical injection is very, very questionable. Um, it makes you question the ethics and the morals behind it. Um, it makes you question who and what type of people would do this to somebody. So I have been in a very bad place with myself about that. Um, is it, it has been very touch and go. Um, I do believe I'm very scared and very, very, very skeptic of, of the vaccines coming out because the bad things about the vaccines are that if your immune system is not properly functioning, um, you will come down with the fact the infection rather than developing the antibodies to overcome the, the infection. So there's a 50-50% chance with these um, vaccines that they were putting out that you will either come down with the infection or you will overcome the infection. There's no way of telling for sure. So he, I'm just warning that you be very, very extremely cautious when you decide to take this new vaccine that they're that they're putting out. Um, it does have live uh, infection in it. You are getting a dose of live infection. Either your immune system will be strong enough to develop antibodies, or you will become ill and you will end up in the hospital trying to defeat it. 
Um, I do not like to say that there's biological warfare going on, but there is. Um, it has been going on for some, some time. Um, if you look into the Federal Register, you will see that uh, the FDA has a research department to it. Uh, and some of the stuff is research, so um, it's not all on the up and up. Uh, I've also been discovering other things about myself. Um, I recently went and filed at... Uh, a perennity affidavit. Um, I've had some problems with my mother and her controlling my life. Um, as a 43-year-old woman, I'm almost 50 years old. Um, I'm pretty intelligent and high-functioning, and uh, uh, I have a lot of doubts and beliefs about myself that have been placed there by a lot of people for over a lot of years. Um, I filed it in blue, and I watermarked it, and I watermarked it with a very, very professional watermark, um, the UN, uh, which is said to stand up for, uh, civic reasons of individuals, and, uh, um, once I had signed that and turned it in, uh, they refused to file it. They refused to file it because it was in blue. They refused to file it because it was actually a watermark uh, on the document. Um, it was signed. It was not processed in red ink. Um, I also had it uh, stamped by a county commissioner who posed itself as a notary. Um, just to be real specific on it, so the questionability of where I was born and the county I was born, and I just wanted to share that to you if you ever question that. Um, you want to print that on blue paper, you want to ink mark it with the UN mark. Um, they pretty much, that's that, that presides over their presiding stamps and marks, um, so you're not going to get much rejection over that. Um, uh, there's a lot of questions going on in a lot of different ways. My life, certain my life is going. Uh, I know I did survive a COVID nineteen infection. Um, I have also gotten into some medical blogs, and um, I'm not sure how they assigned me or allowed me into it. But this is not a bat related disease. Um, uh, COVID nineteen is actually a feline disease. It's coronavirus. Um, your cats have been being vaccinated for it for several and several and several years. Um, they believe that it does come from the civic cat. The civic cat. Um, I don't know if you're aware or not. Does uh, we do collect coffee from its fecal grounds? Um, that puts a contamination on that coffee. Um, which allows it to contaminate genetically from animal to humanity. Um, big risk factor. Um, so that's where they're saying that it come from. It came from being that it also did break out in China. There's no FDA FDA regulations on their meat consumers up there. Um, the way they have a lot of wet markets, they're not kosher, they're not, they're just, they're substandard. So, um, 
a lot of these, this coronavirus disease, it is a feline disease. It is not a bat disease. It's feline. It comes from felines. Um, it's been passed down. Our cats have been vaccinated for, 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 for many, 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 many of years. Um, I just wanted to situate that with you. Um, it's very important that you make sure your cats get their, um, uh, what do you call it? Their rabies in, in, there's coronavirus in the distemper. It's very pertinent that you get that because this is a corona, this is a feline disease, so it can spread to your felines. You want to make sure you vaccinate them properly and that if you do get infected, that you do not isolate or quarantine yourself with your feline friends. Um, it's just very, very important that you do not do that because it is a zoonotic disease. Um, other than that, I, I don't have much going for me right now. I'm sitting in my apartment all by myself. Um, occasionally I have a company, someone who wants to come through and see me, uh, focusing my mind on learning new languages. I've been learning Italian, uh, uh, not getting out as much as I want to, not exercising as much as I want to, not socializing as much as I want to, accepting things for what they are, uh, knocking on church doors that seem to be locked and not open to the public, living in fear, uh, and not continuing to report to you, like, as things go, um, I did have a gut feeling last night. It was an instinct feeling. I drove by a church here in the town that I live in. Um, as I drove by it and looked at it, I got this huge surge of energy that I have not felt in a long time because I've been, I've been struggling with illness pretty much ever since I had my COVID-19 infection, a lot of nausea and just not feeling well. Um, it gave me a huge burst of energy, so I did buy a pink round stem rose last night um, from from a beautiful place that has beautiful flowers. Um, it's a local it's a local grocery. Um, I kept it with me for a while, but it seems to me more beneficial to give these beautiful things away than keep them for myself. Um, I found myself driving back to the church and placing it on the left side door side. A door handle in the church. Uh, when I got back in my car, my Bluetooth hadn't been working on the whole way over there. And all of a sudden, it just shot on with a huge burst of energy. Um, so I'm kind of following my gut. And that's what I would recommend to most of you. Um, to follow your gut instincts, even if it seems a little weird or a little peculiar or, you know, in a spiritual battle, it, it's things that are symbolic and things that, that mean something to you that might not mean anything to anybody else that are going to make all the difference for you. So follow your hearts, follow that special path, follow that path that is you. Open your arms to others. Let's open God's doors and let's get through this together.